Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. And I just want to say a couple things. Uh, I'm not usually like this, but we got to change how we live. Like the music we listen to has got to change. Sex before marriage is not okay. Um, The things that we watch have to stop. Like me going home and like watching Outer Banks, it's not a bad show. But it leads me to other things. Like when I'm sitting there watching Outer Banks by myself, it's like it leads to deeper things. And the people that we hang around with, like I'm all about sharing the word with people like you hang around with. But the people that you hang around with should be better than you. Like you should never be the best person in the room. And that's really all I want to say is just throw out the way that you used to live. Because after Friday, I got home, and I almost just wanted to cry and throw up looking back at the way I used to live. Like it's not okay. And that's really all I got. That, that was good enough like we can just go home now. We're done. Good night. No, um, go ahead. Coop. Come on. Coop. Coop. Uh, I just wanted to come up here and talk about how proud I am of each and every one of you that's up here right now. Like, I mean, you know, because speaking of what Josh said, I did go home and cry on Friday. I'm not going to lie because just looking at my sin and thinking about it, it made me want to revolt and puke and just how dirty I was living in my life at that period of, that period of my life. And after Friday – like, just building up to Friday, though, I knew something was going to happen, and Friday hit, and it just felt great. And to see this many people here at Corey tonight is insane. We usually have, what, like 16, 17 people here? About 30 people in the room. Okay, okay, well, I'm tripping. But right now, I mean, this is crazy. Like, I would have never expected this. And a couple of you guys here right now are just so inspiring to me. Like, no, the way you just walked up here with that question and talked just made my day. It made me so happy. And I'm just – oh, for sure, for sure. And I'm just so glad many of you guys are here, like – that we're all here intermingling as a school body too. Like the student body is growing and it's good. We need to keep staying close together. It doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy or nothing, but just have that friend you can talk to and talk about what's going on in your life. And that's what you need. When you're surrounded by people that you can love and can love you back in your way of God, you're going to prosper in life. And I just want to, I just want to pray over everybody right now. So if you'll bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, we just come here right now to Gather in his presence. Just gather in your presence, Lord. Stir up the Holy Spirit in everybody here, Lord. Just stir it in them and let them feel it, Lord. Let them grab onto it and let them grow in it, Lord, because you are our one, Lord. You are our almighty. You are the one we need to follow, Lord. You sent your son down, Lord, and he was perfect, Lord. He was so perfect, and he is our role model. We need to be like him, Lord. We want to strive to be like him, Lord. We all should strive to grow in our faith. Let us cut out all the bad influence, all the bad apps, all the bad tendencies we have, all the bad sins. Let us get out of that comfortability, Lord, because that's not comfortable. It may seem like it, but it's not comfortable. That's not what we need to be comfortable in. We need to be comfortable in the right things, Lord, in you, Lord. We need to be comfortable in you. And we are so glad for you. We are so thankful for you, Lord. We are just so thankful. And we are so thankful for your son's sacrifice on the cross because without him, we would be nothing, Lord. We would be nothing without him, Lord. And you sent your son down. He saved us, Lord. Saved us. And I pray so in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Love you, big guy. And what I like about this tonight and with what happened at school is it has nothing to do with denomination. It doesn't have to do with you grew up on this side of the tracks or you live in Shamboard or you live in Woods of Lafayette or you live in Covered Bridge or you live in the projects. It has nothing to do with that. It's all about unity. Because if you look at heaven, heaven looks like what this room looks like tonight. Different people, different walks of life, rich, poor, different churches, different beliefs, different traditions. That's exciting. All right, who else wants to come up? I know there's probably like 10 more. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share what God's doing in your life right now? 
Okay. What's your name? Ian, my man. What's up? Um, what God is doing in my life. So I've, I'll give a little bit of testimony right now. So I was saved at six years old, but I would say from six until probably six months ago, seven months ago, I was just stagnant, lukewarm Christian. I mean, I would read my Bible sometimes. My parents told me to, but it was, it was on and off. I didn't, I didn't put in the effort that I should have. Um, so then I got help from my brother. He, um, went through something really tough, but he, he took it the right way, and he went straight to God with it. And so that, um, seeing that really helped me to realize, like, you got to have people around you. So whenever I was in trouble, um, just hurting, I, I would go to him. And then that really built my relationship with my brother, um, and we both went towards Christ at the same time. So side note, you guys need to be in community with each other, like, um, like he was saying. It's so, it's so powerful. Community accountability, it's, it's going to help you out so much. Um, like he, he was saying, with your circle, you got to be around good people. Um, and then probably around six months ago, yeah, with him, uh, we started a Bible study. I was growing close to these guys, and yeah, everything, everything was good. But slowly, like, like most good things, they started to, to get too comfortable. Like he was saying, you can't get comfortable. And so... Like, I was still listening to explicit rap at that point, things like that, that I didn't think were really a problem because I didn't cuss out loud. But what that was secretly doing to me was um, I was thinking in curse words for like five years straight of just rap. Um, And so things like that, right as um, Friday happened, that was one of the things that I was like, this has no benefit for me, not at all. Um, Why why should I want to listen to this? And like, like, how do I think I deserve heaven if I can't even give up a rap song, you know? So I, I deleted all that, and now that's been, what, only five days. But, like, that, it's just so empowering. Once you throw that stuff away, you, you, it's a burden lifted off of you, and um, I, f- I feel better. Great. You can find new music. Trust me, you can. <laughs> um, but just, I was talking to Ty about this today. Like, you need to give everything that you think no one cares about, you think nobody knows, Give it to Jesus. And when I say that, I didn't used to know what that meant. But what I would do is you need to go, personally, I would say find somewhere quiet where you're not with other people and just talk out loud, talk to God, scream at him if you will, but just say everything you need to say. And then there's also a benefit in just silence and just sitting there and listening. Um, and when you're actually really listening, you're reading God's words, so you know what God's like voice sounds like, you'll be able to hear him. That's cool. And he really will, really will answer your, your prayers. He's done that with me over my whole school. Um, just bring people to, to him that I've been praying about. Like, he really shows his power in, in amazing ways. But, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. That's great. I don't know if you caught that. He just gave us like 15 life hacks and pro and pro tips. So that's awesome. Um, before before we move on, because we're not ready to move on. Anybody have anywhere to go? Got a reservation at Applebee's or something? Okay, just checking. Did anybody go to Applebee's? No, they don't. Um, let's spend a few more minutes. Um, does anybody have a have a friend at school, whatever school you represent right now, that you want to come up here and pray for out loud, that they would uh, come to know Jesus through you or through one of your other friends? Anybody want to do that? can 
five, four, three, two. My man. That's a guy. We'll pray for right, Mark. Mark, pray Mark, for Mark. Good, right, guy? <coughs> yeah, let's, let's pray for Mark. All right, dear God, um, I want to bring Mark up to you, God. I have seen, uh, I've, let's say, I've known Mark for a long time. Um, I've been friends with Mark for a long time, but I can see um, through Mark's actions, his spirit, that he, he's not drawing close to you, God. I pray that you would just, um, you would touch his heart. You, you need to turn his heart from stone to a heart of flesh. God, I pray that um, you would do that through fellowship, that he would listen to the people around him, um, and that ultimately through people around him, he can just see your glory. And that I pray that that will um, give Mark a change of heart and a change of life. Um, Because Mark really, I don't think Mark realizes it, but he is a leader. Mark has influence. Um, And I pray that you you would give him that realization so that he can use that gift for your word because he really is um, influential and can be beneficial to other people, God. Yet again, I just I just want you to save this person. I don't think this person has salvation. So I pray that you would um, just totally and radically change their life, all for the glory of you. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, last time we did that as a group, we did it like right back here in this section. And like literally like the next day you're texting us and saying like, uh, this is bizarre. The thing I just prayed for last night, that person just came up with me to me this morning, literally the night after and the day after and said, uh, I want to go to church with you. What? So I don't know if you know, but prayer is powerful. And so, um, does anybody want to come pray for their school? That, yeah, that, um, that maybe like even what happened at, with Christian Academy that, uh, there's like tons of other schools represented here. Um, and so that we could pray for those schools uh, to be able to experience some kind of awakening, some kind of revival, right? To stir us up, to, to cause us. Because like a lot of what you guys are saying is there's been some conviction of sin. Like the Holy Spirit inside of you has been like, I wouldn't do that anymore. Uh, delete this thing. This app, get rid of it. She ain't right. He, his abs are nice. Get rid of him though, right? <laughs> Everybody's like, you can say that in church? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit has convicted us of sin, and he's, he's wanted to do a work in us. And so there's a common theme running through here tonight of what people are saying, so I think it's pretty cool. You want to pray for your school? What school do you go to? Silver Creek. Hey, Silver Creek needs Jesus. <laughs> Father God, I pray over Silver Creek as you just pour the blood of Jesus over them, their minds, their thoughts. Father God, I pray that everyone in Silver Creek knows that even if they make sins, they can always recover, Father God, and that you are there for them, Father God. I pray that they know that you can speak to them in silence, out loud, Father God. I pray that you just overwhelm our school with your presence, Father God, and your angels, Father God. I pray that you just pour the blood of Jesus over us and have some kind of outburst with you, Father God, and just them knowing that they do mean something, Father God, and there is a reason for them, and that you put a reason in their life, Father God, and I just pray that the outburst is soon, Father God, yeah. with overwhelming spirit, Father God, getting a, get a, getting rid of all sins, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, Silver Creek, we'll see revival, I love it, I love it. Um, we're going to sing one more song, but I had one more thing I want to pray for. Pastor Morgan, we okay still? Um, if there's anybody in here, 
and you feel called to be a pastor of youth ministry, would you come up here? I just want to pray for you. I'm not going to make you do anything crazy. I just want to put my hands on you, on your shoulder, smack you around a little bit. And uh, No, I'm joking. But I just want to pray with you for a second. Anybody feel that? Feel called to um, youth ministry? Let's go. Okay. There's one person in our group that I'm just kind of wondering if they're going to respond to it. Is there anybody that feels like, all right, that they are, um, okay, great. All right, cool. That, that person. Awesome. Anybody feel that? So, like, we believe that if you're put on this earth, God's giving you a calling. There's a gifting that only only Ty can do. You can't do it like Ty can, and he can't do it like you. So, God places gifts in people to help the body of Christ. We, All of us in here are the body of Christ. So, if you feel called, maybe you don't know how to put it into words. I just feel like you're like, hey... Sometimes when you got, when I'm, whenever you're at your churches, the person with the microphone, I just envision myself doing that, and I feel really stirred up that that might be me one day. All right? We got some girl power up here. I like that. That's awesome. Anybody else? Okay, cool. Hey, you can crank up that guitar a little bit. And if you're in here tonight, what we like to say is, like, let's get in agreement with what we're praying for about them, that they'll see that thing come to pass in their life. And that those sins that trip us up won't trip them up. And that God can reveal callings and giftings to people. And a lot of times it takes, on, takes someone to come in here and just pray and get in agreement with you that God will show you those things. So I'm not saying you're up next week to preach. I mean, you might be. But I just feel like sometimes... Like, hey, man, I feel like, I feel like I'm supposed to have a microphone sometimes. Like, I'm winning people for Jesus at school. I don't really know how to put that into words. I don't want to just go up into my youth pastor and be like, I think I'm the next youth pastor. Because then, like, what are they going to think about me? So, no, I think it's great that you guys respond. So let's just pray. Lord, we thank you for all these ones that have responded to this call tonight. Lord, I pray that you would stir that gift, that call that's in them, that you would stir that up on the inside of them. And you would reveal giftings and callings and and don't go to the left but go to the right and holy spirit you would show them the right steps to take the right people to connect to and the right people to disconnect from those relationships to say yes to those relationships to say no to holy spirit i pray in their quiet time you would speak to them specific things not anything generic but specific things holy spirit you would speak to them and show them whatever it is for their future that you have for them this this gifting, this calling, Lord, that you placed in the church to help people. That's, that's what you're in the business of doing, Lord, is helping people, and that's what we want to do. So I thank you for all of these ones that have responded tonight, that they feel led, the call to pastor, the call to pastor youth. I thank you for their boldness to, to step out in front of their uh, friends and family tonight. I thank you, Lord, that when they, they go into their schools and when they meet with friends, Holy Spirit, you will show them specific things about people that they didn't know. But they can go up to those people and say, hey, I don't know how I know this about you, or I don't know how this works exactly, but I feel like this is happening in your life. Is that true? And those people will be like, yeah, how'd you know? Well, I know it was because the Holy Spirit showed me and he, he loves you. Would you want to pray with me to get to know Jesus? And it's just as simple as that. And God can use you all when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, when you thirst after him. And he wants to 
use this group. He wants to use all of us, but he wants to use this group. It's a special thing. It's not more special than others, but it is a special thing, and it's a divine thing to believe that you could get up in front of people and you could help them through the power of God. So, Lord, I thank you for these ones that have responded tonight. Holy Spirit, speak clearly to them. We believe, we all of us that aren't in this line right now, we get in agreement that it will come to pass in their lives if that's what you have for them. In Jesus' name, everybody in the room said amen. 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 Come on, that's awesome. Look, one, two, like seven new churches starting. No. (laughs) Hey, we're going to sing one more song, and then we're going to have something we do around here called Five Minutes of Fire. Anybody heard of that? Five Minutes of Fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, my my church has heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have Five Minutes of Fire in just a second, and then we're going to have Pastor Morgan get up and give us a message after this. So we're going to sing this next song, uh, and it's called um, Fall Like Rain. So I'm going to turn this microphone off. And we're all going to sing together. Let's do this for just a moment. This will be the last thing before we move on. If there's anybody in here tonight that when you walked in that lobby up front, you didn't know Jesus. And you came in this room and you still don't know Jesus. And you're looking at these Christian people saying, what, what is going on? What is this? Because I know the Holy Spirit's been working on your heart since you walked in. You might not know what to even do with that. Why do I feel this way? It feels good, but why do I feel this way? What is this? You might be asking yourself that right now. So I just want to lead us all in a simple prayer. And if everybody would just keep your eyes closed for just a second, I want to invite anybody in here that hasn't prayed a prayer to Jesus and asked him to live in your heart. If you haven't ever done that before, maybe you had family bail on you. Mom or dad turned their back. Maybe they served God, but it was really crazy and weird. And you said, I'm never going to do that. But if you've been turned off to a relationship with God, turned off with Christianity, it can all change right now. It can be, it can be real, and it can be lasting, and it's the thing that you need for your life. So with, if everybody would just keep your eyes closed, I'm just going to look around the room. I'm going to ask if there's anybody in here tonight that's never prayed that prayer. And would like to. And we're not going to make you do anything crazy. When I pray the prayer, I want you to repeat it. But all of us are going to pray together. If there's anybody in here, does anybody need to lift their hand and say, yes, I need to pray that prayer tonight? I'll just look for a second. And no one in here is looking around right now except for me. Come on, I see two hands. Anybody else in here tonight? Come on, I see three hands. Anybody else? Lord, you're working on their heart right now, revealing it to them. Lord, I thank you for clearing obstacles out of their way right now so they can make this decision in Jesus' name. Anybody else? I saw three hands. Okay. Hey, that's great. If it was one hand, it would be great. Actually, I just saw somebody said there was four. (laughs) So this is what we're going to do. As a church family, you're like, this is not my church. We're all church family, guys. As a church family in here, what we're going to do is I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And when I say it, we're all going to repeat it back. Maybe you've never done this before. You're like, what the heck is this? But Jesus is calling you tonight. He wants to live inside you. He wants to change you. He wants to give you the best life, life that you've ever, ever had. Not that it's free from going through things in life, but it's so much better with him. So let's pray this. Say, dear Heavenly Father, 
I know that I've sinned against you. But I'm asking, would you please forgive me? I'm inviting you to come into my heart and make all things new. Say, Jesus, I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, shout amen. Amen. Look, four people. Heaven is celebrating right now. It's not quiet in heaven. Heaven is erupting with praise because there was four people that were dead tonight. Their spirits were dead. Four people said, that's me, Jesus. I invite you in. And all of a sudden, that person came to life. You will now be my neighbor in heaven. And I'm excited about that. No, I don't know if you'll be next to me. Hopefully you are. But that's exciting, isn't it? Isn't life change exciting? Come on. Worship team, you guys did great. Like all these other, like, People that joined in, you guys did great. Hey, you guys can be seated for a second. Thank you for helping. I heard you sing on your team, right, at church? Okay, let's go. Thank you. Could you bring that pulpit? Everybody doing all right? Everybody good? You want to you leave? Okay. Oh, wow. Let's go. Give it up for the podium. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, we're going to move on real quick. And uh, hopefully he didn't bail and go and hide in the bathroom. But we're going to do our five minutes of fire. Five minutes of fire is simply this. We ask a student in our church, in our youth ministry, you get five minutes to teach on whatever you want to teach on. Dinosaurs and aliens, you could teach on it, but we want to hear about what is God, and some people are like, oh, dude, I would love to hear about aliens. Um, this is not an alien church. Don't be freaked out. Um, we've asked my man, the youngest, the most favorited Gedney, Joe Gedney, to come up. Joe Gedney's going to te- tell us and teach us what God is dealing with him right now. Give it up for him. Five minutes, you got it. Hello. Let me open my notes here. Hello. All right. All right, so today I will be talking about distractions. This may be a little rough. All right, so starting out in Proverbs 4.25, it says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. We need to be focused straight ahead, eyes on God. We can't be looking at any screen that we see pop up, any girl or guy we see popping up, any music album that just dropped. We can't just look at anything we want. If you go to Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, but if we do the right thing, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we don't get distracted and we focus on God, we will reap a harvest. There is something good out of this. You go to 1 Corinthians 7.35. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you to serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Few distractions as possible. God did not want us distracted. He wanted us focused on him. If you want to go to Luke 10, oh, I went right past it. Let's see. Luke 10, 41 through 42. Oh, I messed that up. Hold on. Technical difficulties here. All right. Luke 10, 41 through 42. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these little details, all the little distractions in life. 
Worry is a big distraction. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. There's only one thing to be concerned about, and that is God. Worry should not distract you. You need to be focused on God. Sports and devices can distract you as well. Sports, you may be focused on your sport, trying to get the best you can, but focused on NBA or NFL. Well, you should be focused on God. Ooh. Your, your phone is probably your biggest distraction in life. If you go to Revelations 16.15, very end of the Bible, it says, Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are those who, who are watching for me, who are keeping their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around unready and ashamed. We must not be distracted so that we are ready for God. If we are distracted, we're going to be unready, and we may not get his best. Cannot be prepared if we are distracted. Ephesians 4, 17, doing a lot of verses here. Let's see. Gosh, this thing is so annoying. All right, so this verse says, when the, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. For context, Gentiles mean anyone who is not Christian, anyone of the world. So it says, do not live as the worldly do, for they are hopelessly confused. They're always somewhere else. They're not with you. They're always distracted. We live in a literal world of distractions. The main goal is to distract you. If the devil can't get you to sin, he'll distract you or make you busy. We have a summer camp here every year, and this year we talked about devotion. After summer camp, many people started reading their Bible every day, which we heard a lot of testimonies on how that helped. And one way they did that was by discipline. We're getting into discipline here. Distraction, I believe, is the lack of discipline. If you are disciplined in God, you're focused on God. If you're disciplined, you won't get distracted. If you're disciplined with your workout routine, you won't just randomly pop out your phone and start looking at TikTok or whatever while you're working out. You'll continue with your routine until you finish it. In Acts 2.46, 26, it says, They worship together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. They worship together at the temple each day. We need to have each day discipline. If you have discipline, you won't be tempted by distractions. So we need to have each day discipline to defend against distractions. Thank you. Come on, give it up for him. The, the most favorited Gedney. No, I'm just kidding. He's got two other brothers in here tonight. So, um, hey, Joe, how long did it take you to shred through the Bible that one time? Okay, so, so, Bruce, raise your hand real quick. Sometimes we do this Bible shred where it's like uh, read through the Bible and what, as quick as you can? 30 days. How many days did you do it in? Wow, okay. I don't even know if I've read 18 pages. No, I'm just kidding. I have. I have, I have, I have, I have. But 18 days. He's just like casually reading, just like sipping coffee. He's like, okay, nice. But great job. Hey, I love it. Hey, we're going to nom- this. This is the part now where we nominate someone else. Let me see where she is. 
She? Oh, where is she? Let's see. Hmm. Does anybody see her? Okay, the person that I pass my mantle on to, nice hat here, will be the person that is going to do it next. Lacey? Do you accept five minutes of fire for next week? Yes. Let's go, she said yes. Awesome. So next time we meet back, you'll be up. You're going to share whatever God has placed on your heart. Or the easiest thing sometimes is just whatever he's dealing with you about. Because whatever he's dealing with you about, you look up scripture and you got a good message for it. So uh, Pastor Morgan, we ready? Pastor Morgan's coming up and she's going to preach to us tonight. She's a preacher and she's awesome and we love and honor her. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you guys for being here. I'll be short and sweet. Do you believe me? Okay, so many people who know me said yes. I will be very short, very sweet tonight. So ladies who are doing the next thing, like 10, 15, super short. I want to encourage you guys, first of all, that you guys are encouraging me. I am so excited of you in this room. I am so proud of you in this room. I love you, and I am glad that you're here. And I hear your heart tonight. So many of you who got up and took the microphone and so many of the videos I've seen of you guys at school, I hear people saying, I don't want this to end, right? I just don't want this to end. This is awesome. This is fun. It's amazing. I've never felt anything like this, and I don't want it to end. So I'm going to share with you two easy things that will ensure that this keeps going in your life. How about that? Here's how we make sure it keeps going, okay? A verse that I love is in Psalms 24, and it's verses 3 through 4. It says this, Who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord, and who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. That's what I want to talk to you guys about real briefly tonight, having clean hands and a pure heart. Because here's what I see. There are so many Christians who are settling for being loved by God. Now, isn't being loved by God good, right? I'm glad I'm loved by God. It makes a difference every single day. But so many Christians are just focused on God loves me, right? God loves me. I am loved by God. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't make him quit. I can't make him mad, right? I am loved by God. And that's awesome. But those same Christians who are loved by God are depressed and they're anxious and they're addicted to pornography and they're taking pills every weekend just to try to shut it off and bring it down. So here's what I want to challenge you. There's a better way to live outside of just living loved. Living loved is absolutely where it starts. Okay, and I can go to sleep every night so happy that no matter how bad I mess up today, God still loves me, right? So I am not diminishing the love of God, but I want to challenge you that if you like what you've been experiencing, right, if you love the presence of God, if you're seeing people's lives changed and you want to keep seeing that, then let's step beyond being loved and go for being used by God. Because we serve a God who is so perfect and so holy and so powerful, and he still says to us, hey, I want to change people's lives, and I want to use you to do it. He's not trying to do it alone. He could, but guess what? He created mankind because he loved us, because he wanted to use us, because he wanted us to experience the good life that he's made for us. So I want to challenge you tonight. If you've been a frustrated Christian before or a Christian who goes to church and is like, I don't know, that old church granny over there is having a good time, but I'm just not experiencing the same Holy Ghost that she is, right? You know, you got that person in your church who like loves worship. They could sound like a disaster and that woman's going to just 
be just waving her hands and tears and hankies. She's not crazy. Listen, she's moved beyond being loved by God, and she is stepping into God's presence with clean hands and a pure heart. If you want to be used by God, if you want to reach other people for God, if you want to bring healing and freedom to people, here's what you need to do. Have clean hands and a pure heart. And here's where Christians miss it sometimes. They say, I'm loved by God, so I can do whatever I want. I'm loved by God, and he'll love me no matter what, so let me do what I want tonight, right? And I'll get up and go to church in the morning, and everything is going to be good. And you know what? You'll be loved by God, okay? And you're going to go to heaven, and so that's great. But you will be frustrated, and you will never experience God's power if we are just settling for God's love and all the sin that we kind of like, right? Right? And this is what changed my life. I grew up in church. I knew that God loved me, but I didn't have clean hands and a pure heart. What is that talking about? Clean hands means that I do what's right. Right? We serve a holy God, and he empowers me to live a holy life. Right? He is a holy God, and he says, hey, I want to use you, but you got to bring me clean hands and a pure heart. Let's do this together. Let's reach people with the love of God. Let's see lives change, and we're going to do it with clean hands and a pure heart. Having clean hands means that I live a holy life. Right? It doesn't mean it's always the easy decision. It doesn't mean it's always the funnest decision, but it's always the decision that's worth it. Because I would do anything to keep God's presence in my life, right? You guys are saying, I love this and I don't want to lose it. Okay, here's how. Just keep your hands clean. Keep your hands clean. And remember, we serve a loving God. So when you mess up, it's okay. Just go to him and say, Father, I am so sorry. (laughs) Give me clean hands and a pure heart because I want to be used by you. And he'll forgive you every time. The other thing that verse says is a pure heart. And here's another thing that I see Christians get tripped up in. They serve such a loving God, and they can be so hateful towards people, right? They serve a God of ultimate love, and they want to tell you how much God loves you, but they don't want to be kind to you, right? They don't want to be kind to that super annoying person that they work with. They don't want to forgive the person that did them wrong, right? They don't want to, to, to reach out to the people who need somebody to love them and who need a friend. God is saying, hey, listen, bring clean hands and a pure heart. This means I keep my motives right. And it means I'm going to remove unforgiveness. I'm going to remove wrong attitudes. I'm going to let that stuff go out of my heart because I want my heart to be a place where God can reside and where his presence can be. And every great minister I know, every great person who is getting people saved and who's bringing help and healing to people, I look at those people and they are the most loving people. In the face of people who treat them nasty, in the face of people who do them wrong, in the face of parents who abandon them, parents who were addicts. I mean, traumatic, traumatic things. Those people have allowed God to heal their hearts so that they have a pure heart. They don't have unforgiveness. They don't have wrong attitudes and trauma. And we all go through things that are hard, but let's let's receive God's love, allow it to heal us and to change us so that we can reach other people because it is great to be loved by God, but it is even better to be loved and used by God. There is absolutely nothing like seeing people's lives change, like being able to bring healing and freedom to people who need it. There's absolutely nothing like it. You guys have experienced that in the last week. There's nothing like God's presence, right? We don't feel anxious in his presence. We don't feel depressed in his presence. We feel so good. Why? Because we're experiencing holiness. 
You want to feel like that all the time? Live a holy life and you will feel great. And I'm not saying that you'll never have a problem and you'll never have something that's challenging in your life, but having clean hands and a pure heart before God will allow you to go beyond being loved by him and step into being used by him. And that's what we're all called to do. I'll finish tonight by just reminding you that God has called you to reach people. I don't care what your personality is. You don't have to be loud and crazy like me. You can be you, and you can reach people for God, right? That's what we're all here for. It's not about ministers. It's not about pastors. It's not about preachers. It's not about that church lady at your church that just is obsessed with God and tells everyone she knows, right? It's about us. It's about you. God has called you to reach people, and you're going to do that by having clean hands and a pure heart so that you can be loved and used by God. So I hope that you're encouraged by that tonight. Again, we love you, and we are so excited to see you guys here. My name is Morgan, and this is Anzi. We're the youth pastors here at Church on the Rock. So if there's anything we can pray with you about tonight, just let us know before you leave. We would love to learn your name, to say hello, and to pray with you tonight. And we're actually going to have a caramel apple bar tonight. You guys feeling fallish? Where's the fall girlies? I don't know. The guys were like, mm, I don't know. All the girls with their Uggs, let's go. It's, it's fall. It's apple season. So in just a couple minutes, there's going to be caramel apple stuff in the back of the room. Y'all can help yourself, and we love you very much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media 